Chapter 3 The Warning The doctor had packed light. His plane had finally just landed after the flight had been delayed due to thunderstorms in P-Town. He was tired and hungry. First he had planned to pick up his rental car. Immediately following, he would meet up with Dirty in P-Town. Hopefully eat, and soon after, just get a room for his stay. He had a feeling he may be a bit overdressed for P-Town. After he had dinner, he would go shopping for some western clothes to wear and just call it a night. He had wanted some Wrangler jeans, boots, and a cowboy hat. As a child, he could remember playing cowboys and Indians with his best friends. He always wanted to wear one of those silly hats. And, hell, he thought, I'm on vacation. As Dr. Woolley was handed the keys to his rental car, the salesman asked, Sir, where are you headed, Doc? P-Town. I'm meeting with the Nugget family. You ever heard of them? They should be meeting me here any minute now, replied Dr. Woolley. The man's jaw dropped wide open. He was rapidly shaking. His head was motioning a very, very clear no. It looked as if he had just seen a thousand ghosts. His khaki slacks seemed to become wet in the front. It appeared as if he was actually pissing himself. What had just happened? Surely the man didn't just urinate in his pants. Maybe he had an overactive bladder or suffered from a possible urological disease, the doctor thought to himself. Sir, are you all right? Willie asked. The man was screaming for airport security as he ran towards the door. Dr. Willie shrugged it off. At that moment of distraction, Dr. Willie received a phone call from Willie B. Nugget himself. Willie's eyes wandered towards the parking lot. The voice on the other end of the line was different than your average American. It was a thick southern accent. Hey, seems like I ain't gonna be able to meet you at the airport, so just meet me a filthy pizza here in P-Town in about two hours. Doc tried to reply, but Nugget had already ended the call. Willie headed to Porntown. As he was driving up the winding roads, he had thoughts of work, of home, and the love he had left behind. Willie had left the perfect life. He wasn't home anymore. He was driving along Highway 69 when he came to an old wooden sign that read, Exit 69D, 
Porntown, Oklahoma. He could not figure out in his mind why the exit sign was wooden. Then he realized Pat had told him about the money in town. It related to oil. The multi-platform company was huge in town as well. They were a lumber company. Well, they started out as a simple lumber company. They grew. Willie began to daydream. He pictured the car rental agent, open mouth, running away in his urine-soaked khakis. Something was very odd about this trip already. What am I getting myself into? He asked himself. As he arrived to the entrance of town, he rolled down his window to take in the air. He could hear the hoot of an owl nearby. It was a strong hoot as well. It was like nothing he had heard before. Not even on nature television. Willie had been camping many times in his past, but the owl he was used to hearing seemed more jovial. This hoot had a very ominous tone. There were political signs in a few of the yards on this rundown side of town. The signs read, A vote for Woody is a vote for the enemy. He then noticed there were much larger, more expensive signs on the other side of the river. They were advertisements for Woody McPallet's multi-platform company. As Willie was driving down the hill into P-Town, he couldn't help but notice that on one side of the river where he had entered town, there were poor, run-down, broken houses. Yet on the other side of the river, it seemed to be a normal, robust town. Well, normal until he got a bit closer. He headed to a store called Piggly Wiggly. It seemed to be a grocery store, but he was hoping that they had some western wear he could pick up. Maybe they have a clothing selection for nearby farmers, he thought. As he walked through the parking lot, a man stepped outside of his pickup truck. Willie figured he would just ask this guy where he could pick up some clothes. He looked as if he came off the set of Willie's favorite TV show back in the day. Yeehaw. He was wearing overalls and a 10-gallon cowboy hat. You must be looking for Pastor Robin P. Nugget. No, sir, replied Dr. Woolley. Whatever gave you that idea? Well, I ain't never seen anyone dressed funny like you except them goddamn missionaries. You ain't from around here neither, that's pretty obvious. I ain't too many of your kind around here. He paused for a moment. You talk funny too. Wooly replied, I don't know what you mean by your kind, but I assure you my kind is the very best of what's around. I'm on holiday and just visiting Oklahoma to take in the sights. So far, I haven't seen much. My name's Dr. Wooly. I'm visiting an acquaintance and I'm interested in the story of your town, but as for right now, I'm just trying to pick up some new clothes. Tell you what, though, I wouldn't mind going to visit Pastor Nugget. I'm going to be in town for a while, and I wouldn't mind seeing the church. The man replied, Well, I'm Mr. Butts, 
I'm the manager at this here Piggly Wiggly. I assure you that we ain't got no clothes for sale. I'm a little suspicious as to why it's sudden urge you got to go visit Mr. Nugget. Why are you interested in our story? And who the hell do you know in this town? Look, best thing for you an outsider like you do is just when they show up, turn their ass around, go back home. Now, I ain't trying to be an asshole, but believe me, bud, there are people here way less friendly than me. Don't come to my store again. Get your ass in your fancy car and head home. The doctor replied, Sir, do you happen to know that girl behind you? Because I think I have finally found all the beauty in this town. It was Missy Butts, the store manager's daughter. She was running late for work. Willie had been watching her seductive strut making its way out to her car. She was incredibly gorgeous. I mean, incredibly perfect. She had long, dark hair, big brown eyes, and the figure of Marilyn Monroe. She was on her cell phone, but her call was cutting out. There was bad reception in this part of town. She began texting a reply. Not watching her steps, she slid into a puddle of mud in the middle of the parking lot. She was lying on the ground in pain. The men ran over to her. Dr. Willie helped her up and checked her out in more ways than one. She had bumped her head pretty hard, but the doc knew she'd be all right. My name is Dr. Willie. If you need anything at all, here's my number. He caressed the back of her head. He then casually pressed his contact information into the woman's hands. He did so directly in front of her father. The man that had just verbally assaulted him did not look happy. Wooly was clearly sending messages. She was beautiful. Wooly didn't care if the backwards man approved or not. Mr. Butts kissed his daughter and told her he would meet her at the house when she got off work. Without saying a word, she slowly got in her car. When her father wasn't looking, she blew a kiss to Dr. Wooly. His heart was filled with joy. Then she started her vehicle and drove towards the pizza joint where she worked. Now looky here, Mr. Perfect. I ain't gonna be able to warn you again. I tried to tell you, nothing's good gonna come out of you being here. Stay away from Missy. Dr. Willie slowly walked to his car, only to find it had a flat tire. He had noticed the sign earlier. Mork the mechanic was just around the corner. He hopped into the car and drove it straight over to Mork's. It was a good thing he didn't have far to go. When Willie finally got to the mechanic shop, he saw a rather large man bending over the hood of a car. The man was obviously the mechanic. Willie could tell because the crack of the man's ass was in clear view. Willie had often wondered why plumbers and mechanics were so proud of their butt cracks. He assumed it was part of their mandatory dress code. The doctor decided to get the man's attention by kicking up some gravel. 
The mechanic heard Wooly drag his dress shoes across the rocks. He was grinning bigger than a possum. He was missing several teeth. The man was gumming tobacco, and his own spit was pouring out of his mouth and onto his chin. Hey, man, you're going to ruin those pretty shoes. I saw you checking out Missy Bots, man. That lady is a knockout from behind. To which Dr. Wooly replied, Yeah, too bad I didn't see as much of her behind as I just saw yours. Mate, where the hell are you from? How'd a bloke like you end up here? The man still smiling replied, Well, first off, I saw you staring at my sister. Second, I know it's a beauty, but stop staring at my rear. I was adopted, mate. At the age of 14, Sussex County. Unfortunately, I was raised by Mr. Butts. That is the old man that was yelling at you across the street. Willie smiled. Well, your father certainly has a way with words, the mechanic said. Yeah, I heard him threatening you. He's an asshole. Thing is, though, he's probably right. You should get out of here. You'll get that a lot here. Some people will tell you to leave. It isn't safe here for outsiders. We had a lot of people come up a missing in Pawn Town lately. Hey, by the way, my name is Mork, the mechanic. Glad to meet you. If you ever need me, I want to be here. The man was laughing. Willie replied, I'm very glad to meet you and your sister as well. I could use a friendly mechanic. The whole threat to leave town, missing people, and my flat tire are making my trip a bit rough so far. My name is Dr. Wooly. The mechanic shook Wooly's hand. Dr. Wooly asked, So are there many brothers that are attracted to the sisters in this town? Mark laughed. I'm adopted, you twat. As the man continued to talk, the man explained how his father still jokes with him about how funny his weird British Indian Irish accent is. <laughs> but, but says it makes him stick out like a sore dick in P-Town. Mark argued that there are a lot of sore dicks in Porn Town. Mork was having a tough time patching up the flat tire. He finally got it repaired, but warned the doctor that he should really get a new tire put on. The spare was too small to try and drive around with all the potholes in the town's roads. Dr. Willie explained it was just a rental and that he had no intention of getting a new tire. Weird, keep an eye on it, Mork said. So what are you doing in this shit town, whole town, anyway? Asked the mechanic. Well, I'm looking into something for some friends of mine. I'm on vacation and uh, thought it would be nice to role play as a cowboy for a while. The mechanic looked at Wooly in the eyes and said, Brother, if you... Think an adopted a child uh, admiring his sister's heart-shaped ass is weird. 
you ain't going to last 24 hours in this place. This town is fucked up. I don't know exactly what it is that you are looking into, but I can promise you it will not end well. All I am going to say is that this is very spot on this big earth. It's the absolute worst place you could ever travel to. Go on home, doctor, before it's too late. Can I ask, what is it that you are looking into? Dr. Woolley grabbed his keys, looked up at the moon, and said, Now there's a pretty moon. What a gorgeous sight. I can see everything clear as day in its light. How far down is filthy pizza? I have about 15 minutes to get there. The mechanic replied, You are not far off where you need to be, but you should get a room at the motel if you haven't resolved one yet. Boo gets busy this time of night. Mork looked up at the moon. He was imagining a huge crack in the center of its surface. He smiled. As he did, an enormous owl flew across. The owl cried. Jesus Christ! Mark was no longer smiling. He put his face in his hands. Jesus Christ! The doctor was still taking in the moon's glory. He didn't notice the look of fear that consumed Mork. Wooly patted him on the back, and he handed him a $50 bill. He hopped in his car and began to drive off. With Mork in his rearview mirror, he rolled down his window and yelled out to him. I'm going to meet Willie B. Nugget, and then I might get myself a room. Thanks for repairing the tire. I'm going to see what this town has to offer. At that very moment, as the doctor was driving away, Mork was no longer in Willie's line of sight. Mork had collapsed to the ground, with both hands grasping at his chest. He was having a heart attack.